Hey, real quick, guys. I don't know if you know this, but each week I put together an exclusive newsletter for our subscribers that covers things like uh, entrepreneurship, investing, wealth building, productivity, and personal development. Also, you get some pretty cool behind-the-scenes content that the rest of the world just will never get to see. So if you're interested in joining us, get over to beyondtheapex.com slash newsletter to join the tens of thousands of other subscribers getting their weekly five to thrive. All right, let's get into the show. There are a lot of misconceptions about out there about what people with money do with their money versus what they don't do with their money. I'm not just talking about like what they buy or what they don't buy, but what do where do they put their money? Do they put it into a checking account? Do they put it into a savings account? Do they buy treasury bills? Like how do they track their money? All these things. There's a lot of there's a lot of assumptions people have about what people with money do. But in my experience, a lot of those people are wrong. I was watching a video recently on YouTube where a guy was pointing out how rich people don't obsessively check their bank accounts every single day. And I found it really interesting because I personally do do that. (laughs) I was like, oh, that's not true. I do this. And I know a couple other people who are very wealthy and way further, way, way wealthier than me that do the same thing. And I was like, this is really interesting. So then I kind of audited my friends who I would consider very successful and wealthy. And I was like, you know, the most of them, they might not do daily audits of their finances, but they do, they got their fingers pretty tightly on the pulse, whether that's daily, weekly, or, 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 you know, even, even more frequently. The, the idea that obsessing over your finances and checking your checking account every single day and like looking at what you spent the previous day or like how much money you have left or all that stuff. There's this idea that this kind of obsession isn't healthy or even productive and that you'd be better spent just going out there and focusing on making more money and whatnot. To a large extent, that's true. However, one of the practices that really I I believe was pivotal in helping me transform my relationship with money over a decade ago was keeping a daily financial journal. Truthfully, like there, man, guys, there was a time when I was living in the back of that van in the years leading up to that, where I was just accumulating more and more debt until the point where I got to 80,000, where I was, I was to the point where I just would never check my checking account even though I knew there was no money in there, I was just spending the money knowing that it was probably in the red and I was going to get hit with overdraft fees. I, I did it knowing like I'm probably going to overdraft, but that's not going to change this, the fact that I need this thing or whatever. And I remember that the anxiety of checking the account was so great that I was like, I'm not, I'm just not going to do it. I just put my head in the sound and pretended like it didn't matter. Or like the situation wasn't going to change. So like why check, why look at it? I'd look at it and see those numbers and have to face the reality of the situation. That was my, that's where I was in my life. And it sucked. And it, it, it bred this very negative relationship with money and the whole financial system. And, and of course it would, right? Like it, when you dread looking at the thing, why would you, why would you ever really want to change it? Like you just want to get as far away from it as possible. And that's what I did for a long time. And the results of that were not positive. I just kept going further and further in debt. And of course, like sticking your head in the sand or running away from the problem isn't going to solve it. It's just going to delay it until the day where it's now such a big monster. It can completely wipe you out of this game of life. And for me, then the the thing that really started to change the game was that financial daily planner, which was just every single day doing an audit. 
And I'll walk you guys through in just a second, like my process. But it's interesting because my dad had been preaching to me since I was a kid. He's like, you need to have a budget and you need to have a plan. And you can't effectively have either of those things unless you have a very firm understanding of where your finances are at any given moment. Like what's the point of creating a budget if you don't know where you are and how will you ever measure your success or failure against that budget unless you're tracking where you are. And so the financial audit is such a pivotal pivotal uh, piece of the puzzle that I truly do not believe that you can be financially successful unless you develop some kind of financial auditing ritual. It doesn't have to be daily. I believe daily is the right cadence because that which gets measured gets managed. And the more you measure your finances, the tighter you keep your finger on that pulse, the more in tune you're going to be with different inflection points. And just overall, the I think that the faster you will turn around your financial situation, I just believe that. So for me, the the financial audit is very quick. It's one of the very first things that I do in the morning. I just, I sit there in my chair and I pull up in my laptop. I have my, finan- my, my journal, an actual journal. I don't do this in a spreadsheet. I know that there are apps like Status and Mint. There are lots of apps that can collate all your different accounts, put it in one place so you can just look at it at the click of a button. I've done that in the past. And it's nice, but the numbers lose meaning when you don't have to like write them out or internally generate them. I think information does not breed understanding. Information alone does not breed understanding. If it did, then when everybody got their cell phones or smartphones and started getting access to Google and Wikipedia and like the entirety of human knowledge, all that information would have bred much smarter humans. We're not smarter humans. We're just more capable humans because of the tools that we have at our disposal. But just because I can look up the who was the king of Babylon in 516 BC doesn't make me smarter. It doesn't mean I have a deeper understanding of Babylon, that time period, or the the king or not king. I don't know anything about it, guys, obviously. So, But you understand, I hope, that information does not breed understanding. And we need to have a deep understanding of our finances. It's not just about having the information, like just seeing, oh, I have $1,000 in my bank account isn't the same as understanding where did that money come from? Why is it at 1000 when it could be at 2000 What What decisions did you make on a daily basis that made it that number and not some other number? And what could you do differently to move that number up or down? Like that, just seeing it on a spreadsheet does not hit the same. And so What I do is I have a physical journal. I sit down, I create two columns. I date it. I create two columns. One is earned and the other is spent. And I just go through my bank accounts real quick and typically my credit cards because that's usually um, where I buy all my stuff through is through credit cards. I look at, okay, what did I purchase the day before? Usually there's like four to five different purchases and I tally them up. And then on the earned side, I go to all my primary means of income. And as you start to build more streams of income, this is going to take longer and longer. For me, I have about six or seven like really primary income streams. So I just quickly check them and look, okay, how much did I make yesterday? I take those two numbers. I then subtract the spent from the earned so that I can see, okay, how much did I make total for the day? And then like, what did I earn net for the day? I take those two numbers and I do put them into a spreadsheet where I keep track. How much have I made this month? How much did I make uh, gross and how much did I make after expenses? And I track those two numbers and I, I then extrapolate them out. This is starting to get a little bit more into the weeds. I extrapolate them out, my gross um, income, let's say, and say, okay, what would this look like if I made this amount of money every single day for the next 365 days? 
because I want to understand if I am on track to hit my goal. And I have very ambitious income goals this year. Um, I want to hit some numbers that I've never hit before. So to get to those, I need to be tracking religiously day by day and saying, okay, am I on track or am I off track? So that if I fall off path, I can maybe make some pivots and adjustments to get back on as, as quickly as possible. So that's my process. Truthfully, it takes less than 10 minutes. That's it. It's not a long process at all. So the people who are like, oh, I'm not going to waste that time or like I I could use that time better. I truly don't know if there's a lot of higher um, return on invested time activities out there for 10 minutes just to get your finger on the pulse deeply of your finances on a day by day basis. I, I think it's a fantastic 10 minutes spent. Truthfully, maybe the only things that you could spend 10 minutes better on is like meditation, maybe breath work. Maybe, maybe exercise, but really you can't do a lot of like good exercise in 10 minutes, but for, for how little of a time investment that is, it's well worth it. Well worth it. So I encourage you to start thinking like, what would it look like to incorporate a financial daily audit into your routine and then give it a shot for 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. You know, maybe if daily is too much, maybe you go to weekly, whatever the cadence is. I do believe there is tremendous benefit in going through this activity and doing it religiously. Because again, that which gets measured gets managed. And if if you're winning the money game is an, a, a thing that you've deemed important in your life, then you need to treat it like that, right? You need to treat it as though it is this important thing. So I hope this gives you guys a little bit of value, a little bit of insight into maybe how I do my finances. I'd be really curious to hear how you guys do. Do you currently do a financial audit? Is it daily, weekly, monthly? What's it look like? Do you keep a journal? Is it a spreadsheet? Is it through like mint.com? Share with me. Find me on social media. That's the Anthony Vecino on Instagram or Anthony Vecino on Twitter and YouTube. Come find me. Come shoot me a DM. Slide into my emails. Let me know. Like, what's your process look like for, for tracking this? I'm super curious. But um That's going to do it for me, guys. As always, I really appreciate you. Thank you for taking some time to be with me here today. I'll see you back uh, around these parts tomorrow, bright and early or late and dark or whatever, uh, whatever, whatever time you you tend to listen to podcasts. I I don't know. Um, But until then, my friend, stay hyper-focused. Welcome to Amplified Impact. This is the podcast where we talk about how to build better businesses, invest in real estate, and how to hyper-focus on the things that matter most so that we can maximize our return on life. I'm your host, Anthony Vecino, and I've written a few best-selling books, built a few seven and eight-figure businesses, and currently manage a $70 million real estate portfolio. But the thing I'm most proud of is that I managed to turn my ADHD into a superpower. This podcast is all about the stories, lessons, and strategies I wish I had learned sooner in the pursuit of living a life beyond the apex. I'm psyched to have you here. Now let's go make some Amplified Impact.